When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kia ora, good morning and welcome into the show here on SENZ. It is uh, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast and uh, Kempi not too far away from having Izzy back. It is some stage this week, isn't it? For the, for the Izzy and Kempi breakfast, yeah, that's right. He's meant to be uh, heading back. I think he gets back uh, Wednesday morning uh, is... Probably probably Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, sometime around there. So expecting him back sometime this weekend, here, Ricardo. But mate, loving having you on Monday mornings is a good weekend. We um, obviously caught up down at the Warriors yesterday, mm. running running it straight, doing the pre pre match uh, from two o'clock. And uh, yeah, you're back in you're back in the hot seat this morning, mate. Running the show again this morning. So um, and I'm just about dried out. <laughs> just about. I know how wet was it yesterday? Eh? It was. Um, a pretty bad weekend for, I guess, uh, rugby league weather-wise. You know, you saw that game against Penrith and the Tigers the night before, and we got pretty much the same down there at Mount Smart yesterday when the Warriors went up against the Roosters. Uh, I thought it was a really tough match. You know, I thought it was a really uh, battle in the middle of the park, which we said before the game, and the Roosters came to town to, to actually play and, and win this football game. And, and uh I reckon there'll be a few blokes who are pretty sore this morning waking up. Yeah, it was it was a bit of a story of missed opportunities yesterday for the Warriors, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. We went over enough times, especially Jackson Ford, who's you know up with uh, Dylan Walker as players player of the year so far. He's been a an absolute find out there on the left edge. He went over the line twice, couldn't get it down. Um, and another time, they, he caught the ball. The ball, if it got a pass to him in front, he would have just slid over the line. But he had to reach back for it, lost his footing. And as he slid, he got held up like a, a, a centimetre from the line. And they just couldn't get that that much-needed first points of the game, which I think they might have kicked on from there. Mm. But you've got to, you've got to give Sydney City the, the accolade for just the way they defended. Like... Their kick chase, their, their yardage sets, and then their kick chase on the back of it, and the way they defended in their first three tackles, basically nullified the Warriors. And, and the biggest uh, loss yesterday, I don't think, was during the game. It was during the week when they lost Tohu Harris. So they lost that pass in the middle of the park with with Jazz Tavaga that comes on and and takes up that middle middle player um, go forward. But also uh, yesterday just. Uh, Chance Nickel Clockstead and the amount of work that he does, and especially on that fifth tackle play, which frees up Sean Johnson. So they did it. They did a number yesterday really well, which Trent Robinson asked them to do, which was bury your nose and, and just wait for your opportunities. They took him, but the, the the one that people missed was the kick pressure that went on to Sean Johnson. Like it came all game, it was relentless. And I've got to say, Sean Johnson. He had to work his magic to find the space to get those kicks through, and it was his kicking game that kept them in there for so long. The one thing I, I, I after we did the show, I went and watched uh, the game up in the stands uh, with a few of the crew from ECNZ and, uh, and and a few others. And the one thing that kept coming up was why are we not kicking aerially? Why are we kicking along the ground? Um, because we saw the game beforehand, the New South Wales Cup game. A lot of tries came from kicking high to the corners, uh, but we seem to be grubbering more, or not even grubbering, just but just kicking along the ground until about fifteen minutes from time when they started going to the air. Well, that's you know, again, you got to take your head off to Trent Robinson because he knew that if Sean Johnson had had time on his hands, then he could pick 
and pinpoint where he wanted to get those kicks. But if you go back and re-watch the game, you'll see that from the inside out, they chased Sean Johnson and made him move and a lot of those kicks that he thread through the line. I think he got about three repeat sets in the first half, which was really, really good. They were against that 30 knot wind in the first half. In the second half, he put that one up to Jackson Borlo down there on the left edge. He drops the first one. Yeah. And we don't go to the air again, but it's because they just got to him. And later on in the game, he, he just they they couldn't get out of their own half. They put him in the corners and they couldn't get out of their own half. So attacking kicks weren't coming. But it was just the clinic as far as kick chase um, and kick, kick pressure was on Sean Johnson because his, his kicking game has been really good over the last month. It has been, yeah, it has been. It was just something that came up in the in the stands, and you're right to, to point that out. You know, the kick pressure. I mean, because you've got to be able to set yourself to kick high, right? Whereas you can kick, you can you can grubber on the run. Well, the thing with it, and this is where Chancellor Clockstead was missed, was that fifth tackle option. He normally gets tackled and plays the ball quick. You know what I mean? So he he brings it upon himself to make sure that Sean gets a good kick in. So because he's staying at fullback, he takes that last tackle, he can get up and play the ball quick, and then as that kick chase comes behind Sean's kick, then he just filters back the fullback. He doesn't have to worry about kick chase, you see. Uh, and they really missed that yesterday. They play the ball, like I said to Sam in the game, they're, they're running over his lines too much, they're getting bum-rushed towards the sideline. The problem with that tackle is that it's a slow it's a slow play the ball. So if you don't want to bury your nose on the inside, like get off your outside foot and get back in behind the ruck in the rain, then when you get tackled and run on an overs line, which is your inside foot, and get pushed towards the sideline, it's they get three players in here and it's a slow play the ball. And unfortunately for Sean, that was what was happening majority of the time on the fifth tackle, which allowed also for their kick chase to get out and put pressure on him. The amount of times that he had to slip the, the defender to get the kick in, the only option he had was to, to drill it on the ground through the line. And look, I, I, I took my hat off to him at half time and said the amount of times he could get the kick away was, was, was pretty good. But they just were relentless. They did that the whole game, which is what Trent Robinson asked. Uh, Satili Tapuna. Tapu- mate. mate, I mean, he scored a, he scored a fantastic try, but everybody in the stands there was saying, why is he still on the field? Yep. Uh, Tupanuya Satili, he should have. He should have I think, in my opinion, this is where the consistency in the NRL is lacking. Um, there's a lot of grey area around the hip drop, especially. We've seen blokes go to the Sinbin for 10 minutes. Even even if it doesn't look like a hip drop, they've been pretty consistent in around that. But what's happened is they've forgotten about everything else. And a, and a shoulder charge, they eradicated the shoulder charge, which I thought was a, a big part of the game of rugby league. You know, you look at the, the, the hits back in the old days, the Sonny, Bully, uh, Son, Sonny Bill Williams hits. It's no longer part of the game yet. They try to eradicate it, and now they've forgotten that it's part of the part of the game and still needs to be eradicated. Now, Satili, when you slow down that play, looked like he shoulder charged. Mm. Um, they actually stopped the they stopped the play, so they had a chance to talk. You saw uh, the the referee put his hand up to his ear, so he was actually talking up to the bunker. They were looking at it on the slow motion. The crowd was going absolutely nuts as you as you knew because you were there. And then they come off and said there's nothing to answer. The very next set on that last tackle play when Brandon Smith gets up, because he's just come back onto the football field, he's in the scrum. Five plays later, he jumps out of out of marker, he, he drifts across the front of the goalpost, puts that, that kick through the line on a dime, and who should be there to pick it up and score but Satili Tuapanuia, who everyone reckons should have been at least in the Sinbin, and that's where the game gets away on the Warriors. So it's, I'm not saying that, that that part is where the Warriors lost the game, but I am saying that that's the part where the, the Sydney City Roosters put it to bed, and it could have been different if the referee got that call right. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and I, I, something that we haven't mentioned yet, and I don't think got mentioned a lot yesterday, but was 
you know, we lost those players we talked about. We lost the Tohu Harris's, we lost the Jazz Tavangas, uh, obviously Tamani Martin, Chance Nickel Clockstatter out. That hasn't maybe affected the starting 13 so much. Like, the starting 13 still looks good, but it's the players that you can bring on to impact the game off the bench all of a sudden looks a lot shallower, right? Oh, 100%. And we said that, me and you, in the pre-match, you know, when you look at their bench, you've got uh, Satili Tupunuya, you've got Angus Crichton, you know, you've got decent players, Drew, Drew um, Mitchell coming on, you know, it's you got really good, solid first graders, and I, I the, the latter two, Crichton and Tupunuya, they're going to be the edge players in another couple of weeks, don't get me wrong, and Tupunuya was by, by far one of the better players on the pitch. Um, and it is a massive... Uh, advantage when you've got bench players that come on and lift the tempo of your game and keep the keep the tempo high and can make a difference. And this is what the Warriors were doing early on the year, you see, because you've got Dylan Walker, you've got Jazz Tavaga coming off. They're making a real good impact when they come on, especially Dills Walker. But now we're, with all the injuries and we've got Dills playing at six, Jazz out, Tohu out, and we're, we're scratching for our first 13, then the, the, the four... Um, reserves. You got uh, Sifakula that was making his debut yesterday. He only lasted, I think. I think the first stint was around seven, eight minutes, which isn't long enough, mm. and it affects your bench and your and your rotation. Um, and it's it's where the Warriors are at the moment. They've just got a real heavy toll of injuries at the moment. You know, you still didn't mention Mitch Barnett. He's out as well. You know, and, and a lot of these players are players that Andrews brought into the side to to give them some solidity. But when you put them back in the Starting side, then your bench becomes stronger. You know, Dills Walker moves back to the bench when Tamari comes back in a six. Luke Metcalf covers if he's back there. You've got Mitch Barnett, he comes back in. And then you've got one of the back rowers going back in or one of the front rowers going back into the into the bench, you know. So um, we've always picked this month as being their toughest month. You know, we, we, we were saying that if they can get one of these three uh, games as a win, they've lost the first two. They've got two to uh, two to go, four four games. Sorry, with Brisbane and Penrith to come. If they don't get one of those, they're going to drop out of the eight, mm. and it's going to be because it's such a tight competition. It's going to be pretty hard to get back into the four, not the eight. Um, so I'm hoping going up to Brisbane to play Penrith and then down to Napier to to play Brisbane that we can steal one of those. Which one do I reckon? Well, Penrith coming off the back of a loss against the Tigers on Saturday night, which was, mate, I'll tell you what, any every multi in the world got done on Saturday night when Penrith lost that game. Um, it's going to be pretty tough picking that one up in Brisbane because of the injuries in that. I think we'll, we'll compete, no worries at all. But the target is definitely in Napier against Brisbane. We need to get that one going in the bye. That turnaround with four points is critical uh, if they want to remain in the eight. I'll tell you something that actually uh, stood out the last couple of weekends. Have you noticed that Stephen Crichton's doing all the goal kicking for Penrith, not Nathan Cleary? So I reckon Nathan Cleary's carrying a groin or a hammy or something. Eh? He's not. He's, he's, he's not hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. But um, you know, you have a look at the the kickers in the NRL. My day, mate. Like even I was kicking goals, you know, and I would never practice kicking goals. I was sort of could kick goals, um, and we gave up so many points. You know, teams back in back in the the nineties and the uh, the early two thousands gave up so many points because we weren't. Really, no one rugby league for kickers, but mate, you have a look yesterday. Like you, you know, you get um, Suoli come up and kick goals. Like mm. when he was hitting him, I'm going, man, he's a natural goal kicker. Just whacking it through with all that wind that was going on, and of course Crichton, he's known to, for his goal kicking. You've got so many more uh, good goal kickers through the competition now, and especially teams that are taking their points early on. The two points on offer 
is is a is a real opportunity for teams if they they're kicking well. Um, I know for, for for some players they're struggling. You know, you've got a St George they struggle with a kicker at the moment. You know, Lomax Zach Lomax on that left, he's got some pretty poor percentages from one side rather than the other. Um, but you're right with with Nathan Cleary. Um, if he's not kicking goals and not running the ship, you know, because he is, he's a skipper basically mm. running it. There's something up with him, and I and I just think that that's. The competition at the moment, Ricardo. I think the long season last year, it's going to continue to play out this year with players playing in and out of form because of that World Cup. 